Hello, Fort Belvoir. Welcome to Belvoir in the Know, the only podcast created especially for the Fort Belvoir community to help you stay in the know and on the go. I'm Command Sergeant Major Greg Kleinholz, the Garrison Command Sergeant Major. And I'm Colonel Josh Seagraves, the Garrison Commander. Sergeant Major, you know, throughout the month of June, we've been recognizing Safety Month. And we began the month with the part one of our safety podcast featuring our Fort Belvoir Installation Safety Officer, Miss Bridget Pilgrim, where we discuss safety tips and information to help us safely navigate through the critical 101 days of summer. Uh, so today we're going to continue that discussion and speak to the newest industrial hygienist, Melvin Bolden, to discuss his new role, prior experience, and most importantly, his goals to create a safer environment for soldiers, their families, and civilians here on Fort Belvoir. So Melvin, welcome to Belvoir in the Know. And thank you for having me. Glad you could make it today. So for our listeners who are not familiar with the role of an industrial hygienist, can you give us a simplified definition of exactly what industrial hygiene is? Uh, sure, sir. Think of an, an IH as a scientific detective. Uh, we protect the health and safety of workers and the public. Primarily, we work in the workplace and we anticipate, recognize, evaluate, and place controls on hazards. So that could be anything from physical, biological, chemical, or radiological. Interesting. So. Normally on these podcasts, we like to start out by getting to know a little bit about our guests. With that, could you just start by sharing a little known fact about yourself that you'd like to share with the audience? Yes, I, I'm a uh, avid, avid slow biker. I've, I've biked uh, probably in about 10 different countries, uh, about three different continents, and I've toured biking uh, between 75 and 100 mile stretches before. Wow, that's great. Not not only great for uh, just general physical fitness, but a uh, great way to see other countries as well. Absolutely. Uh, can, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role here on post? Sure. Uh, I'm from the DMV area. Uh, I'm a degree chemist. I have about 17 years of, uh, of, of experience as a scientist, six of which was an environmental chemist. And uh, for the last nine years, I've been practicing industrial hygiene. I've acquired certifications in a number of different inspection, sampling, and analytical methods, and that ranges anywhere from lead, mold, air, water, and soil to stainless steel. As a matter of fact, I've I've, I've even uh, taken home inspection courses and completed that a few years ago. Yeah, wow. Melvin, that's great. That's really going to uh, help us here on Fort Belvoir. As we know, you've had a vast career and a lot of experience with different agencies working in your field. In your previous position, you worked for seven years as an extractionist and an analyst of water and soil samples. What led you to deciding to work for the Army? Like I said before, my degree is in chemistry, and a lot of people uh, that, that major in those hard sciences generally go to medical school or uh, dental school. But I've always been interested in the outdoors as, as, as a kid growing up in the country, and, and um, I've always had an affinity towards environmental science. And then once I got to college, I quickly fell in love with chemistry. Um, and at the time of the graduation, Army was one of the only entities that could uh, actually uh, allow me to practice my disciplines and grow as a scientist. So I, I came to the Army. Nice. You you mentioned a bunch of, it's a handful, not a bunch, a handful <laughs> of sort of uh, degrees and certifications that you've achieved, which um, very impressive and obviously 
when we're when we're talking about things that are in the industrial hygienist lane anytime you can base those decisions and methods on facts that's uh that's really what we're after particularly from someone who's trained in those facts so i've got a couple of questions here that the first one really is how do you plan to use that expertise to support the garrison well sir um on post in, in my duty to army is what it's always man um, i'm here to protect the warfighter and the warfighter's family and the garrison brought me here specifically for the uh, Fort Belvoir housing project. And I plan on bringing as much science, uh, science-based advocacy as possible to the Fort Belvoir community and yourself at the, gar- at the garrison. As far as how I plan on uh, either myself or someone from my team is gonna be involved in every every level of the inspection process. Um, so I would like to emph- emphasize again that, that we anticipate, we recognize and evaluate and place controls on those hazards. So moving forward, that's what we that's what we plan on doing. Good. Uh, that was a good rundown. So a couple of follow ups with respect to the community and, and controlling hazards that you mentioned. So obviously the goal is to maintain a safe environment, not only for the community, um, but also, you know, we know when you think about the Belvoir community that 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 really starts with mitigating and controlling hazards in the home. What are some of the common hazards that we should be aware of and then uh, a- after that, just like, are you seeing any trends so far? Well, I- I'll say this. Uh, if you're not familiar with this area, we're, we're not only known for crabs, but we're known for very high humidity, very, very, very high humidity. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, this area sits in a, in a wetland. I grew up on the Zacaya Swamp in, in Southern Maryland, so this, her- this area is indicative to humidity. So this is the time of the year. It's very crucial. It's, it's, first, you want to make sure the preventive maintenance has been conducted on your HVAC system. And this is within the home. Secondly, I would make sure the filters in your home have been changed, and that should be done seasonally, if not more. Uh, third, uh, if there's any standing water or any uh, uh, water intrusion, that should be rectified uh, immediately. That can affect your indoor air quality. Uh, fourth, it, it might sound see, it might sound uh, small, but if you're taking a shower, you, you have to turn on the exhaust fan, um, and, and that leave that that decreases the humidity uh, that the shower might cause. And, and and lastly, also, if, if you go on vacation, please leave your HVAC system on. Um, your air constantly needs to be treated to remove any types of indoor air quality impurities, to adjust the humidity, um, just name a few things. This is the time you I would start to check your carbon monoxide detectors also. They're a silent killer. And you want to make sure that the batteries have been replaced uh, recently. Lastly, one more thing, sir. It, uh, I, would, I would also pay, be aware of... If when you're cooking, the, the, the gas range has been uh, cut completely off. Gas is tagged with uh, with sulfur. So if you smell if you smell eggs or anything like that, I would I would contact uh, facilities or, or 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 the fire department. Yeah, great. My next question was really follow ups on tips that you could share with our listeners. But I think you just kind of ran through those. So that, that was a really solid rundown. Thank you. Yeah, really good. Melvin, when it comes to housing inspections in the process, let's talk about where you fit in. Are you a part of the initial inspection process or are you a part of the quality assurance team? How do you fit in? Well, sir, uh, uh, we're, now we're a part of, of all aspects of the inspection process. Um, we, we identify it and we make recommendations and, and provide guidance to the level of, of, of contamination so we're there at, at all the processes there. So when we usually generally when we when we conduct our inspection, we monitor the, the humidity of the house, 
You monitor the temperature of the home. Um, you monitor if there's been any, uh, we check to see if there's any any moisture, excessive moisture maybe under, under the sink, when your angle valves are or behind your toilet. Um, so we do a, a complete run through uh, of the house as far as checking to see if there's any any um, um, potential for poor air quality. We're looking at your HVAC systems. We're looking at your uh, your filters. We're looking at everything. Yeah, that's a that's a great rundown on some inspection items that you look for. And thanks for those details. Are there any trends that you were seeing on Fort Belvoir? Like I mentioned early, earlier, I, I think that this is the time that preventive maintenance is is key. Um, if you have the opportunity uh, to have preventive maintenance done on your HVAC system, don't turn them away. Uh, have that maintenance done. Um, like I said, also make sure that that air filters change seasonally. It's, it's it's not uncommon that they stay in if if you if if you happen to forget. So I would just yeah. make sure that the preventive maintenance is done. Yeah, that's really good. I know the partners also have a filter replacement plan in place as well. So that's good. So so here's your chance to dispel any myths and clear up any false information. What are some common misconceptions or questions that you get from people regarding mold, air quality, or other home hazards? A common misconception is that if you suspect mold, that the tenant should either swab or sample it for yourself. Now, I do not recommend that. Uh, swabbing or, or collecting samples of any sort, it should be left to a trained professional. And time and accuracy is is probably two of the most important points of of, of this situation. And and the thing is with mold, once you see it, you got to get it out of there. There are a lot of variables that swabbing introduces, or it doesn't take into, into account. So so did you know that if you if you have if you collect the sample and if it's too cold, it can actually kill the mold colony off. Or if you if you collect the sample and it's too warm, it can actually multiply the mold colony. Um, there's a lot of things that goes on with collecting your own samples that should be left to a qualified person. Now, it, not to mention that once the sample has been collected, there's a chain of custody involved. You don't know the accreditation of the lab. You don't know the um, uh, if the if the lab is reputable. Uh, there's a there's a lot of things that goes on to collecting samples. And and take from me, I've been doing this for for almost 20 years. It, it's just not something that you just go in and and, and do it half-heartedly. It's something that we get trained in and um, in something that should be left to, to the professionals. No, those, are some, those are some really good tips and a really good rundown on the actual process of not only collection, but safe handling and then further testing. You know, thanks for that insight. And so I, I will add on one more thing. There are a lot of home remedies to disinfect potential mold. Um, and if it's small enough, you know, and if you don't mind, if you don't mind cleaning up yourself, you can use vinegar vinegar on the on the affected area can disinfect it baking soda dissolved uh, a quarter teaspoon of baking soda dissolved in water can disinfect the area uh, even lemon juice uh, three to five lemons on an affected area can disinfect potential biological growth um, actually even even essential oils like tea tree oil that's a natural fungicide so a lot of things that you could do if it's a, a small amount of uh, contaminated area and you feel comfortable removing it to remove it yourself uh, thanks for those tips. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, Ma Melvin, I, th I think you brought up several very important issues or or just several very important topics during that uh, while you answered that question. And, what, you know, one of the things that you said that I think is really important is your experience. So, you know, you've been doing this for 20 years and and one of the most important things you talked about is 
chain of custody for sampling and then control of those samples. That that's like a critical part of sure. determining what the actual growth is. Yeah, absolutely and, right, sir. Yeah, so so I think that's like that's a critical part of that, and that's what you know you uh, and our other industrial hygienists have in common is you have that experience, you understand the necessity and the consistency involved in the methods for doing those sampling and and making sure that we get consistent samples yes, and, and consistent processes as we as we move through our homes and in other areas of the garrison. So uh, great, great points. Uh, very insightful uh, and valuable and useful information. If listeners and residents have questions about potential hazards in their home, how, how do they reach you? Well, uh, the best way to, to get me out to your home or, or, or a member of my team out to your home is to contact the ombudsman. That's Jen Hudson and, and, the, and the contact that the housing hotline. Now, the phone number uh, here is 571-259-9867. And that's 571-259-9867. That's the housing hotline. So if you have any issues or any suspicions, you smell something funny, uh, you see something funny, give us a call and uh, we'll start to evaluate the affected area. Great. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the main thing is, is the garrison has resources in place to support the residents if there's a question that that's really kind of the main takeaway and then just in terms of social media i know i don't know if we've got very many questions yet but i'm sure we will after this so there's a a hashtag ask your ih so everybody should share their questions at that hashtag on the fort belvoir social media sites and then also as you mentioned call the ombudsman to report concerns, and then we can provide additional information on the housing portal. So we've got several several avenues to to, to address any issues that, that people may have. Yes, uh, so, well, Melvin, thank you. This is very helpful, very informative. And again, it's, it's based in your experience in science and fact, and uh, that, that's really, that's really beneficial to the garrison. It's really beneficial to the Army, and uh, we're glad you're on the team. Yes, sir. I think that uh, I think that about wraps it up for today. We've come to the end of another podcast. Any final thoughts, Sergeant Major? Uh, yes, sir. We have a great team here, and all our industrial hygienists, you know, work diligently throughout the days and weeks uh, to support the garrison, to support the families. So. If things do come up, just know that to the families that the garrison staff is here to be an advocate, whether through the IH or through the ombudsman, uh, to support you and your situation. And so thanks, Melvin, for joining us today and providing your keen insights you know, as, as an industrial hygienist uh, on Fort Belvoir. Thank you again for having me. Absolutely. Melvin, thanks for joining us today. So for everybody out there listening, just remember a couple of final things. Don't forget to download the Digital Garrison app and make Fort Belvoir your installation of choice. Connect with us on our website and our Facebook page for all things Belvoir. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Use the hashtag AskYourIH. Continue to wash your hands, wear a mask, and watch your distance where appropriate, particularly if you're not vaccinated. And finally, thanks for joining us. From me to you, Fort Belvoir, now you know.